Good day, everyone. This is Matt with the Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee. I'm ready to enjoy uh, just this cup this morning. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. And thank you for joining us on this podcast. We celebrate all things freedom in Christ on this podcast, and we talk about real ways in which that freedom impacts our lives and how we can live from that freedom daily uh, in everything that we are uh, we are living in and through in our lives. And so I can't think of a better thing to do than talk about freedom in Christ and drink some good cup of coffee. Can you? So uh, it's a little bit cooler actually this morning where I'm coming from in Texas. And so I hope you are, you know, I know there's all kinds of weather issues going on out there in 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 uh, the country uh, today, uh, and so I hope you're staying safe, and God bless you wherever you are listening from. And today, I want to—I've titled this "The Gift of Trials" because you know, oftentimes, you know, you let's just think of a gift first of all, right? We we all love to get gifts, right? We love the 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 gift that comes to us in the in a package or from Amazon or from a friend or a relative or whatever. We love to receive gifts. Some of us really love to give gifts. That's one of our ways that we express love to other people by giving gifts. But there's a gift out there that I have just come to find really over the last five to ten years that is becoming more precious for me. That I wouldn't have ever at one point called it precious or I even even asked for these kind of gifts. But the reality is, is that they have done an amazing job of revealing certain things in my life. And that is the gift, the gift of trials, the gift of heartache, the gift of pain, misery, disappointment, discouragement, whatever you want to call it. These gifts that, that are actually, that God has allowed in our lives, whether you believe he's caused them or not, that's not the point of this podcast. Uh, but I believe, as I've said before, that I now know that as, as God's loving me perfectly in every circumstance, in every situation in my life, because he's loving me perfectly, that whatever he allows in my life is an invitation, is a gift, is, a, is an opportunity for me to know him as my life. And we don't often recognize or even want to see these trials as, as gifts, but they, the reason why they're a gift is they have, they have an opportunity to give us something. They have an opportunity to provide something for us, which is maturity, which is growing our faith, growing our confidence, growing our hope and trust in Christ as our life. And I said this the other day, it's, this is not, your life is not defined by how well you deal with these trials. Your life is actually not even defined by how much faith you have during these trials. The invitation always before us is knowing Christ in the midst of these trials. And so I, I just believe it in my own life. I, I've seen it, and, and I want to talk about that a little bit today because I think whether we were initially drawn to God or even now going into a deeper walk with the Lord, which the Lord's taken me on that over the last five to ten years, it, it happened more oftentimes than not through, through trials, Originally for me, it was through an, a pornography addiction and then a marriage crisis and then a car accident that I had five years ago that I've been sharing about. That, that, um, that pain, that heartache, that disappointment, that discouragement, that's what drew me into this deeper awareness of who Christ was in me. And that's the invitation for all of us. You know, the truth is, and this is, 
this is just the reality is that if as long as we can handle life, as long as we think we've got it figured out, then we really don't think that we need God. We just kind of, okay, God, I'll, I'll, I know where you are if I need you, but I'm kind of doing okay. Where I'm handling things. And then, then the issue comes, well, when you can't handle life, then we want him ultimately to be the fixer, to get us out of the jam, to, to make it all better, make, as I talked about on yesterday's podcast, make, give us a life of blessings versus his presence. And, and so that's ultimately a lot of times what we're thinking. But what if God's doing something deeper? What if the invitation is not that he's promised even to fix your life or to get to get you out of the trial or get you out of whatever that may be it's actually a gift it's actually trying to invite you into realizing him as your life as your source that's the opportunity that's there and so we can embrace it as an opportunity for growth we can embrace it as an opportunity of knowing and being more aware of him as our life, uh, I think I, I just see this as being one. Now, this doesn't always draw people to God. It, it either draws people to God or it draws them away because the trials of life, and a lot of times, will push people away from God. God, how could you allow that to happen? How could you allow my child to to go through that? Or how could you, you know, whatever that may be. So it doesn't always necessarily draw us draw someone into a uh, an awareness of Christ as their life or how much God loves them. Okay, it doesn't always do that, right? It, it can also make people very cynical and bitter and angry toward God as well. Um, but that's the invitation, and so we can look. At one of the great ways that that has happened happened in Scripture, back in the book of Genesis, was in Joseph's life. Uh, and one of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible is Genesis fifty twenty, which which so so J- Joseph's story, right? He basically was, you know, tossed into a pit by his brothers, sold into slavery, falsely accused. He was he was in prison, he was unjustly forgotten, and he was just kind of left left there, right? But eventually, he becomes the prime minister of Egypt, uh, and but that was a really really hard way to get there. So, hum, from a human perspective, he had every right to be angry at God, bitter at God, frustrated with God, and uh, and whatever else to me. And so then his brothers were, he was confronted with his brothers. It was there and his brothers were at his mercy because now he's the prime minister of Egypt, right? And what was his response? This is incredible. This, this kind of response is only God, right? Genesis 50, 20 says, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. God meant it for good. He used the trials in Joseph's life, not only to mature him, in his faith, but to but to actually bring tempor- temporary salvation to this Jewish nation at the time, to his father's household, this entire Jewish nation. And Joseph had the same privilege um, to to be able to walk as as those of us that have to walk through these these trials, whether it be a health trial, whether it be a relationship trial, whether it be um, a financial trial, whatever that may be. And he could see that the evil that his brothers were trying to do for him, or he could focus on what God was going to do through it, the purpose of it. And he actually ultimately chose to see the purpose of God. We see this throughout the whole Bible of God using heartache and trial in people's lives to draw them to himself. We see that. We see this over and over 
with Moses and with Peter, you know, Peter denying Jesus three times. And yet after his resurrection, Jesus goes to him and finds Peter on the beach and restores him and, and asks him, Jesus, uh, Peter, do you love me? And he, he, he asks him three times and he restores Peter. And so here, here's, here's the thing, you know, the pro the, the issue for us is, is that when we think we can get, can get ourselves out of the jam or when we're asking God to do it, it's, it's, um, we actually think we have the resources to do it. We have the ability to be able to do it. Just tell me what to do or God, you do it. And so God can't do anything when we, with us, when we think we've got the answer, when we think that we want him to just make our life better. When we think that uh, he uh, that we can do it, that we have the resources to get it done. When we have the power, the strength to get it done, then he's not able to use that in our lives. He's not able to, to, to use it. He's not able to use us because we think we can do it. And I, I'll tell you, it's a hard lesson to learn. It's a hard lesson to learn to, to, to give up that fleshly right to control things, especially when we're going through trials and hardships, to control it, to fix it. Uh, that's a hard lesson to learn because the world teaches us the opposite. The world teaches us to go out there and you can do it. You can fix it. Okay. But remember what Paul says. Paul says, after he asked the Lord to remove the thorn in his flesh, uh, the Lord tells him, when you're at your weakest, I am. God says, I'm at my strongest. So that's actually a good thing to admit that you don't have it together and you can't get through this trial. That's part of the gift is realizing Christ's strength in me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. He is now my life. But as long as you think that you're still capable or able or tell me what to do so that I can figure this out or God, you do this and you fix the problem, then then we're not going to be expressing his life. It's ultimately just religion or self-help or some type of fleshly attitude or be or or activity that we're going to to make it happen and 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 I, i've gotten to a point now where i five years ago I, I would not have been able to say this but now i can say god thank you for that car accident not necessarily thank you for the car accident but thank you for the the heartache that came from that because there was already heartache before that. That just did. That was just something that revealed what was going on in my life, and I finally was able to get serious and get some help and get some healing from that. But can you thank God for the trial? I believe we can get to a point where we can, because it's not about saying the trial was good, but it's about, God, look what you did. You, this was meant for evil. This car accident was meant for evil, but God, you meant it for good. You meant it for good. He, he, it's preparing us. It was preparing me to be used as his instrument, as his vessel, to understand, first of all, as him as my life, him as my source, him as my freedom. It was his strength, not mine, that flows through. And then that's, that's what Paul says when, 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 when Christ says to Paul, my grace is sufficient. For my power is made stronger in your weakness. So it's admitting that. In the heartache is your hope. In the, in the, um, when it doesn't make sense, when it's confusing. In your weakness is your strength. Here it is. In your nothing is, is his everything. You come to him with open hands and you say, Christ, you're in me. You're my life. You're my source. Use me. 
I want your life to flow in and through me to other people. And out of that misery, out of that heartache, we grow, we mature. We don't necessarily like it. I, I, I can't look back and say I like that I had that car accident, but what God did through it and in it and some other point, I can't, I can't say that I like the fact that I was dealing with an addiction for 20 years, but what God did in me and through me, I'm thankful for that now. I can't say that I look back and I was necessarily like the fact that my marriage was going through a crisis because of what I had done, what I had chosen for, for 20 years to, to engage in an addiction with pornography. But yet, what God did, what that, what, what that was meant for evil, God intended it for good. And so we can thank God. We can thank God for the trial. We can thank God for, for the pain. We can thank God for the heartache because he's using it for our good. We do not, we, we do not give God credit for evil. He, he is not the author of evil. But what, we're, what I'm saying to thank him for is in the midst of those circumstances that he's working in our lives, that's what we can be thankful for. Not that the bad thing happened to us, but God, thank you that you're working in my life. Thank you that this heartache is, 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 is drawing me to realize I'm get, making me more aware of you as my life. Thank you for that. We don't have to, we don't, we don't point at the, at the car accident and say that, that was some God. We don't call evil as being something from God. No, that's not what I'm saying. But we can thank God. The enemy meant it for evil, but God made it for good. It makes me think of James, James chapter 1, verses 2. He says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish, must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Did you hear that? So consider it pure joy. I can choose to be thankful for the trial because what? It's doing something in me. It's maturing me to trust Christ as my life, to trust Christ as my source. And one of the byproducts of that is, look, what does it do? It develops perseverance. It develops perseverance in Christ as my source, as my life. There is a benefit from these trials. And it says perseverance then must finish its work because then that's going to mature us. We're already not lacking anything in Christ. We already have everything. But there's, there's maturity that's happening. There's growth that's happening. And oftentimes, whether we like it or not, it's through, it's through trials. It's through hardship. It's through loss. The loss of something in this world can actually bring us into a deeper awareness of Christ as our whole world, as our life. Most of the time, I think, and we all we have to give ourselves grace, but most of the time, people are wanting God to help them get out of a jam or get out of a fix. And yet the reality is, is from one, one deep level, God's already done that. <laughs> And we say we want God, but ultimately what we're saying is we, we want this trial to go away. We want an escape. We want the pressure to be taken away. We, want, we, don't, want to have anything, you know, we, we don't want to have any of this stuff to go through, um, and, and, yet, um, and yet God is allowing it because he's loving us perfectly. And whatever he's allowing to happen in our life, we, we have to get to a place in the attitude where we say, God, use my life. I give up my right for any type of comfort, any type of, uh, any type of not having to face trials. God, you use me as you will. Use me as you will. 
And we can't say we can't say that we want God and want Him to fix our life at the same time. Because there's, as I said yesterday on yesterday's podcast, there is no promise of God making our life better. The promise is that He is our life. That's what the gift of misery teaches us. That's what the gift of of heartache is inviting us to know and to embrace as Christ as our life. When your life falls apart, it's it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to embrace Christ as your life. It's an opportunity to know Him in a deeper way. So, Lord, I, I, I give you my life. I, I've, I've given you my life for salvation, but now I, I give up any fleshly rights for me to dictate or expect or demand that you do something. We can thank God. Actually, consider it pure joy. Thank God for the heartache. Thank God for the disappointment. I can look back and I don't thank God for the car accident, but I can thank Him for the discouragement and the disappointment. And, and all of that was the heartache and all that, the pain that was there and all of that because of what He was showing me and teaching me and growing me and maturing me in as Christ as my life. It was, it was building in my confidence in, in Him and him is my source. We've all we've all had experiences in life that we we just want to push away, we want to get through, want to get past. We want to just deny them or or excuse them or but what if God's wanting inviting us to use those for him to use those in a in a way that profits us, that matures us, that shows us that God that God wants to use it for good. It was meant for evil, but God wants to use it for good. This is the freedom journey. Because God, there's the, in this world, we will have trouble. So the trials are still going to come. That, that's, you know, uh, James verse 2, it says when you face trials. They're not, it's not if you face trials, it's when. They're going to come, and they're different for everybody. We each have our own losses that we're dealing with in life. So they keep coming, but there's an opportunity there. When we, when we signed up with, with Christ, it, it wasn't a signing up for an easier life. It wasn't a signing up for, for our life to go a certain way. And it was actually giving him the right and the privilege to do with us and our life as he wishes, to use us. That's the invitation, as he pleases. We thought life was going to be a certain way. We still even maybe want life to be that way. And yet the reality is is that Christ as our life is the greater reality. It is the focus and is the source. And we can say, you know, that time, Lord, where I was really in a bad way, you know, after that car accident, that, that time when I, when I was confused, I was discouraged, I was, there was heartache, there was overwhelm, I was just burnt out and at the end of my rope, God, you became more real in my life at that time than ever before. Than ever before. That's when my prayers became real with you, Lord. That's when my conversation with you was real. That's when my I was able to express my doubts in a real way to you. That's when I was able to tell you I was really, really hurting. That's when I was able to tell you that I could just unload everything at your feet. And out of that heartache, out of that pain out of that trial, out of that loss. Lord, you made something new. 
You made me aware of a newness of life that I didn't know I had. The newness of you is my life. And through that experience, Lord, you strengthened me. You showed me that you are my life. You taught me. You you remade my life into a life that is still walking with you and trusting you as my life. That's my hope for you and whatever you're going through. May, may, May the trials of our lives, may the hardship, may the heartache, may the misery, may all of that look to mature us into knowing Christ, the tough times, the hard times, to say that, yeah, it's not about denying that. Yes, that's, that's hard. That's hurtful. That's, that sucks. That's crappy. But God, but God meant it for good. But God meant it for good. The reality is, is nothing, nothing happens to us really out of God's sovereignty and control anyway. He's in control. And so I can just relax and rest in that. The the freedom is resting and relaxing in his sovereignty and his control in my life and in and in the world. Nothing in our lives. I truly believe this now. And I'm still a work in progress, but nothing in my life happens to me where it says he didn't mean it for good. Whatever that is, that God didn't mean it for good. He works it for good. Because he who began this work in you, he's the one that's going to be faithful to complete it. So can you thank God? I I can thank God, not for the car accident, but I can thank God for the trial of what all all that brought up in me. Because it was a gift. I didn't see it as a gift at the time, but it's a gift. Maybe it's not the kind of gift that you want to get this Christmas coming up. But it's the gift that is available to us in each trial that we're going through. The gift of his life in us, the gift of his freedom. May that be your source of hope and strength today and whatever you're going through and dealing with an addiction. May that be your life and hope and source and your freedom because he's in control and nothing happens to you that he doesn't mean for good. And he wants you to grow and know that and know him as your life. I hope this encourages you today. Please reach out to us. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Any feedback? We also do one-on-one coaching. That's what we do uh, on a weekly basis. So please reach out to us if you'd like us to walk with you in your own freedom journey. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. 